Welcome to episode 45 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the fifth ward of Houston, Texas. Confusing me over there is Scott, a.k.a. Fat Finley, or Scott Prime, and I am Steve Kilowagi. Fifth ward of Texas. Uh, been... Enjoying the pleasures of finding the radio station Backspin on XM Radio. Okay. And some Ghetto Boys played today. Oh, okay. And uh, I believe they're from the 5th Ward. Could be the 4th Ward, but I don't really remember. I don't know any wards. But little Bushwick Bill, some Scarface, (laughs) and some Willie D. Big Willie D. Just just Willie D. Just regular Willie D? Willie D. It's a horrible nickname. Regular Willie. Sorry. But some good stuff. Good. We listened to that on our road trip. We did. We had a road trip. Where do we go? That's pretty much the only thing we did between the last podcast and this podcast. Because <laughs> we got the last one out late. This one's going to go out early. You're welcome. We went to... What, what do you want to say? Iowa City? By way of... Uh, we stayed in Cedar Rapids. Right. But, uh, yeah, we went down to Iowa City for some 3 dive roll. Yeah. And we will get into all of that in our second segment. Do you have anything to touch on before we go into our segments? Just that uh, to remind everybody, this is the sixth month of uh, the year of Prime. Oh, and in the year of Prime, the Nolans Stanks. Stanks have made it to the playoffs. Oh, congrats. So, um in some fumble playoffs, I've limped into the playoffs. Um, I even got a guy killed last game, and I didn't even know I got killed until the guy was <laughs> trash talking. In fumble, you can actually go comment on the game, like, right? You know, this was a good game. Go see play three. Mm-hmm. Something crazy happens. Uh, he basically put, I "Had fun playing Fab Finley," and I wrecked his team for the playoffs. And I'm like, "What?" And because didn't you regen a guy with a, some potion? I had a potion, so I was like, I've never used this in like two or three years. This one, the the Kickstarter? Was it a Kickstarter? Just a donation I, thing? I, I think I played some game on their anniversary or something oh, okay. to get a yeah. potion. I was like, I'm never going to use this. He also moved busted one of my really good Pestigors, yeah. which more importantly took him out of the next game, which would be the playoffs. So I was like, eh, I'll use this because, you know, have three seasons haven't played um, – haven't made the playoffs, so you know, got to get everybody in there, and right. Um, and that's when I went to the the, the uh, alert came up that he's said something on the game, and I was like, "When did that guy die?" So I had to go back and actually watch the game. <laughs> so but, would you have used the potion on that guy, or would you still make the right decision? I believe the uh, potion was to heal an injury, not resurrect. Somebody. Oh, okay. So it was the so, right the right choice. No choice anyways. But, yeah, I lost a guy with a block, mighty blow, guard, and I think he had tackle as well. Jeez. Or maybe a tentacles instead of tackle. But uh, he was a Pestigor? good... No, he was a Nurgle warrior. Warrior, okay. My first one I've lost in um, three seasons. Wow. So uh, quite an accomplishment. I've had the same four for, you know, all these 14, three 14-game 14 seasons until game 14. Wow. Were you able to rebuy him? Um, I haven't done it yet, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able you have to the money? purchase That's to, good. to do that. looks like I'm going to play the Green Ball Attackers, which is like our Green Bay team. It's a slon team. They've won the league twice. Oh, wow. So I think they're the only team that's ever repeat as Have champions. you faced them before? 
I have, and I've gotten beat two nothing. So wow. So enjoy your one game in the playoffs. Most likely, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. So at least you're there. Yeah, this guy. I'm, if if it is the green ball attackers, this coach is like he wins seventy five percent of his games. So oh, yeah, you know, he only has like a thousand or so in. So. Oh, that's all. You know, <laughs> he's a newbie. I mean, right. I mean, that doesn't compare to like my one sixty eight. No, not at all. So, God. some of those guys love fumble. Yes, they do. We but, are not those guys. No, we're not. But yeah. playoffs, nonetheless. Yes. Yay, you're prime. <laughs> so what segments we got this this month, I guess? Uh, well, first segment, we're going to look at some cheerleaders. Um, we're going to actually dissect an old article that we'll talk more about during the segment. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, then we're going to talk some tournament talk. We're going to discuss our whole trip to uh, the day of the tournament and the trip back from 3 Die Brawl. And then we're going to lastly talk about a, a team from second edition and a team spotlight. And I'll okay. talk further about that once we get to the segment. Okay. Then we'll just go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll be right back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, so this month's first segment is actually one that I got in the mail, kind of. Um, I just bought a lot of sealed figures off of eBay and finally got them after, what, a month or so of misadventure? Haven't they made the trip to Australia? Yes, they went to Australia and they came back. And they found some goblin buddies with them. So, that was cool. Oh. Yeah, you threw so you a couple extra. extra. Stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, month and some. He should. But uh, he also sent this Citadel Journal number 32. I don't think they go by year or anything, so I assume that's just the number. And they have an article under their house rules section called Pom Poms Out for the Lads. Fruity fun and frolics with cheerleaders in Blood Bowl. I thought that was kind of interesting since a lot of the stuff I just got was cheerleaders. I thought most of the what you got was cheerleaders. Or referees labeled as cheerleaders. Okay. Yeah. I have a couple of packs of referees, two referees each, both labeled cheerleaders. Kind of sucks. Maybe if you played like an old man team, you could say that they were like crusty old dudes who didn't want to cheer. They just wanted to point. That, that that actually works. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Well, keeping with that fluff, um, what this guy does, it's by Riccardo Nagliati. He's an Italian guy, they state. And they basically give in to the Italian stereotype saying, well, of course, he would be all about the babes being Italian. Is that just an Italian thing to like chicks? I don't think it's just an Italian thing. But I think they're more overtly, eh, hey, mamacita, and grabbing their butts mamacita. and stuff. Yeah. Italians say mamacita. Yeah. Okay. I Italian thought... and Spanish are very similar. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to believe you on this. Okay. Um, so, essentially, he made up rules for every race, including for, like, chaos. He's got four different chaos gods. So, you get to choose which one you want whenever you 
make your team, I guess. So, like, say you have a team um, with three cheerleaders. Just give me a team name. Okay. Um, race. Race. We're going to go um, Skaven. Skaven. Okay, so Skaven. I'll just go ahead and read this one. We're not going to read all of them because it would take forever. But if you want us to, we can always break it up into another segment or I can tell you more about it. Um, it's called Dig Em Out. Skaven have always had a predilection for tunneling beneath the earth. In their vast underground warrens, there are labyrinths of tunnels so complex that even they themselves sometimes get lost. Skavens have no real concept of cheerleaders. They do not understand why other races use their attractive females to inspire the males in the team to play better when slave drivers with whips do the job generally a lot better. These menacing ratmen will attempt to dig a tunnel under opposing teams' dugout and kidnap whoever they can find before the match. To represent this, before both teams set up, roll 1d6 for each cheerleader in your team. If your score at least... If you score at least one six, your tunnel has reached the other team's dugout. Immediately roll a d6 again. On a one, the tunnel collapses and kills d3 of your cheerleaders in the cave-in. On a two through five, a randomly selected player in the opposing team misses the match. And on a six, one member of the coaching staff, wizard, apothecary, or assistant coach, misses the match. These captives may be ransomed for a maximum of double the normal cost. So their cheerleaders are nothing more than like sneaky assassin guys who yeah. take them. They just dig underneath and drop them out. So I need to give you one with, uh, uh, let's see, let's go with orcs. Orcs. They basically all follow the roll a d6 for however many you have model, which makes it, I guess, not maybe not super interesting, but fair. Seems anyways. For orcs, orc cheerleaders are not at all renowned for their good looks. Even other orcs think that they look pretty rough, which is why they spend most of their time fighting. These lumpy, stumpy, warty beasts gather at the edge of the pitch, screaming, squabbling, and whistling in a most riotous fashion throughout the match. Sometimes the noise is so loud and disorienting that the players can't hear the ref's whistle and will go on playing regardless of the ref's feverish tooting. Roll a d6 for each cheerleader on your team. If you score at least one six, the referee cannot be heard during part of the match, and any one penalty awarded against your team may be ignored. This may save you from a turnover, being sent off, or whatever. Remember that this bonus will never allow you to re-roll a failed re-roll dice. So, it allows you to foul more, be annoying, you know, kind of orky things. All right. How many more you want me to give you? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of a short segment if that's all we do. Well, give me Amazons. Amazons. That's a good question because they are chicks. Was this before Amazons? I don't think so. When did this journal come out? That's a good question. 99. 99, okay. Ah, so... Might not be Amazon soon. When did Amazon's come? Uh, I thought a little bit later, but I could be wrong on that. Okay, we're going to say there's no Amazons. You don't see them in there? Nope. Um, pro Elves? Was there Pro Elves at that time? Or just Wood Elves and High They elves? even have one for Forest Folk. 
which if you check out the Blood Bowl Compendium and Journal 17, they are a team formed of fairy creatures of legend, gnomes, satyrs, and centaurs. So that's kind of neat. Uh, we got lizard men, we got Norse, undead, wood elf, chaos dwarves, vampire, halfling, dark elf, dwarf. Dark elf. High elf. Dark elves have got to be like okay. the hot chicks. Dark elf cheerleaders are even more vicious and cruel than they are darkly beautiful. These cackling witches attend stadiums with one unique goal, to satisfy their insane lust for blood by seeking new victims for the altar of their evil god, Cain. Whilst performing a lewd and mocking dance at their team's end zone all the time, they are just waiting for an opposing player to dare to score a touchdown, for he won't be happy for long. The dark daughters of the Hag Queens will attempt to kidnap him through guile or force and carry him off to Karandkar, where he will live out the rest of his days as a slave, if he is lucky, or suffer a more painful fate. The first time the opposition scores a touchdown, provided they do, of course, roll 1d6 for each cheerleader on your roster. If you score at least 1-6, the player foolish enough to score the touchdown is removed from the pitch and the team roster, and only will be returned to the team if the coach is willing to pay the extortionate ransom charged by the Dark Elf coach. This may be no more than twice the cost of the kidnapped player. Hmm. Oh, There's got to be like some good cheerleaders, right? Um, let me give you... Um, uh, <laughs> the halflings entice him to eat at a buffet, and then he has to go wash dishes. <laughs> that seems fair. Let's do goblins, because everybody loves goblins. Goblins are sneaky, runt-like little creatures who have a very nasty habit of carrying lots of weird and often very dangerous stuff with them onto the pitch. Their cheerleaders are by no means an exception. They are spiteful, raggedy little urchins, barely distinguishable from their male brethren. In fact, it is often claimed that gobbo women don't exist and that goblin cheerleaders are just the smaller males in drag. Their favorite trick is to throw an extra ball on the pitch during a match usually at the ball carrier, to distract the opposing players just long enough for the goblins to take advantage of the situation and grab the real ball and score a touchdown. I'm going to have to take a guess and say those are bombs. Like goblins throw bombs. No, actually it's just balls. To represent this at any time during the game, roll 1d6 for each cheerleader on your team roster. If you score at least 1-6 and the opposition player who is in possession of the ball is within one square of the sidelines, he will drop it in the confusion of being pelted with spare balls, immediately causing a turnover. This ability may be used up to three times during the match. So it's not even like a spike ball. It's just regular balls and just chunked at them. Yeah. I mean, you have to drop the ball. But you have to do it with one, within one square. So, hmm. okay. meh, I guess if you could push them into that one square and you could pelt them. Well. But it was an interesting idea. I mean, they're all kind of kidnap people or screw with them or they miss a match. Well, it's giving a... Something to a component of the game that's not normal. Right, um, it's completely missing. So, hmm. and, and also these were written almost 20 years ago, so the game has changed since then. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, not quite 20 years, but 16. All of 16, yeah. So. And the way it talked about the coaches, I wonder if there's one for the coaches as well. Like in this guy's fluff. Oh, uh, Because otherwise you just lose a coach, with assistant coach, and it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, but if uh, I could be wrong, but I thought were they different back then? I I want to say assistant coaches, at least in second edition, gave you like a reroll or something. So maybe I'm 
I could be completely wrong about that. So, okay. But regardless, if somebody took your assistant coach and if you had to pay to get them back or mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, that would still eat up your, your yeah. funds. Well, that was kind of a neat little get to kidnap people, buy them. Honestly, but, I never even knew that there was a Citadel journal that had these Blood Bowl articles in it. Not that I know everything, but... I didn't either. I saw it come, and, you know, it looks like Warhammer, 40K, whatever. I didn't figure there'd be any Blood Bowl stuff, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So that was extra in your, mm-hmm. in your eBay packs? For free. Not going to complain. Did you give them a good rating? Did you Actually, say yes, A-plus I did. plus service? Yes. <laughs> well, I, everything was resolved, even though it took way longer than it should have. So, fine. And you're going to hand me one of those uh, Dark Elf cheerleaders and some Goblin cheerleaders, and then everything will be perfect in the world. I don't see that happening. Man, you are like this guy that just sits on his gold, and you haven't even opened them. You just keep If anybody has them. unopened boosters that you want to get rid of, please let me know. Yeah. I'll be happy to take them off your hands. He loves it. They are kind of cool. He just want to have like a, a rack. He's like one of those... Uh, spindles. <laughs> you just want to hang them up? Just want to hang them up. You're the same guy that never opened your toys either. Oh, absolutely. Never did. Oh, that's terrible. No. What's the I point? I opened the JLU ones, but... What's the point? Because they were cool. Just to open them up. The X-Men ones looked much better in package. <laughs> A lot of them look better in package. Right. They pretty much did. But I want to play with them. I want to feel them. Maybe well, we should impl- implement some of these cheerleading rules to our league. What do you think about that? I like it. It would make it more interesting, but it's a lot of stuff to remember. Because, like I said, they have one for every single one. It, it reminds me, I know this is closer to third edition, but it reminds me of second edition stuff where there's tons yeah. of r- rolls and exactly. a lot of steps. Now, if we did it to where you could buy any races cheerleader for your team, but you had to represent it with a model. That'd be interesting. That would be cool. For this game, I'm going to get Steve in the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and buy some Skaven cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. So I can go over there and uh, maybe kidnap one of his guys. Yeah, but ultimately it seems, I mean, you could buy five Skaven cheerleaders. You're probably going to get a six. And if you do, you're probably going to get rid of one of their players. Yeah. That's a little too powerful. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I mean. We we could try it. For the most part, I mean, they they said they still cost 10000 there's one that costs twenty, but that's to heal people, I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, for that cost, it's just too much power. That's only if it works. Yeah, but if you have three of them, you got a fifty percent chance of taking out someone's player or whatever. I I, I get that, yeah. but we played pl- plenty of Shadow Run with our dice pools that never hit sixes. Uh, so. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> But very interesting, and so once again, if you wanted to uh, look this up, it's in the Citadel Journal number 32. If anyone really cares, I can try to scan it. I don't oh, know if I can. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. So if somebody, Oh, probably is. So also, if you know where this is at, maybe digitally, yeah. uh, as soon as you hear this, let me know, and I can add a link to the uh, website where this that would be podcast very cool. is posted. So Awesome stuff. Okay, we'll wrap this up and come back with our tournament talk. Read our brawl next. All right, we're back with some tournament talk. We are going to cover our uh, little journey up to Iowa City, Iowa, for the three die brawl hosted by the guys from Three Die Block. 
And we only got to stay for one tournament because my stupid job sucks. That's true. Um, there was two events. There was the standard three-day brawl, and this year they expanded it for a Sunday tournament, which was the what they called the BRAF, which was the three-day brawl draft. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fun to go to, but my job decided to institute mandatory overtime, so it was a no-go. Poor Steve. And poor you. Unless you didn't want to play. What's that? I said poor you unless you didn't want to play. Well, I honestly, I... I really didn't want to play. I wanted to play, but I didn't want to play. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to have a tournament that's not NAF ranked yet. That's but true. I'll go into that. That makes sense. A couple podcasts from now. Hey, well, it was supposed to be. But seeing people draft and stuff online and hearing right. stuff really made me wish I was there. It did seem fun. Yeah. So. Um, it was supposed to be three of us going, but Mr. Brownstone, Michael Lewis... Had some plane problems. Yeah, we um, we're supposed to pick up Michael on the way up to Tulsa. So me and Steve get up. We're gonna go grab a quick bite to eat. But then Michael said, "Oh, I missed my flight." But the good news is, it's gonna the next one's gonna be this forty five minutes later than the normal time. So we decided to go to a sit down place and eat and take our time. Yeah, Jimmy's Egg, which has been around this area forever. And I've never had. And I will likely never be going back again. Steve's the pickiest eater ever. Okay, how do you screw up French toast? (laughs) You never order it, that's how. French toast is amazing. Those is just, meh. So we're sitting there eating, taking our time. And then all of a sudden we get a phone call that says, Well, enjoy your trip. (laughs) We're like, what? And he said they canceled our flight that we were supposed to get on next. So, therefore, he could not make it. Yep. Unless we would have waited around until, like, 2.30. Which would have put us in Iowa about midnight. Midnight, yeah. (laughs) 10, midnight, somewhere in that area. Which we thought about doing, but he would not be in the mood for that. To be fair, we did text him when we got to the Tulsa area. Like, are you absolutely sure you don't want to go? Because we felt bad for him. But, of course, he's had a long... Week and then flight and all that and yeah, he I'm sure was, he'd be dead tired trying to play the next day. Well, he flew back from Hawaii, which was there for a funeral, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, he he probably actually enjoyed the rest once he settled down. I'm sure. So uh, we made our journey up through uh, Kansas. We took a different path. We thought it'd be nearly the same path as Chaos Cup, but it really wasn't. No, it was quite different. And about an hour and a half outside of Kansas City. We stopped at a little convenience store called Chiggers. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the sign said there was gas at this exit, so we stopped. And, like, I think we could have took over the whole town with, like, $50. Probably. I'm not going to say guns because that town had guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'd have to pay people off. But um, it was a little tiny, tiny gas station. But it had bread and milk and stuff like that. So it had a I, stove. I figured it was the town's closest thing to a grocery store as well it was pretty sad but it was called chiggers it had the little chigger bug on the sign mm-hmm. really nice people though yeah and scott asked the lady where there was a good barbecue place and it was we were both kind of hungry but she's like well if you wait an hour and a half you can go into kansas city to arthur bryant's arthur bryant's and it's the best turkey sandwich you'll ever find it's like okay sold 
So we head up to Kansas City. We find our exit. We get off. And as we're passing by one of the roads, we see the, I guess, memorial to the Kansas City Monarchs Negro Baseball League team. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It's pretty neat. It was where the stadium used to be. And we turned the corner, and there we are at the barbecue place. Which was really, what, only about a mile, maybe? It was like a block down the road from the baseball museum, which would have been cool. And what's the what's the actual term? The It's the... Negro League Baseball Museum. Negro League Baseball yeah. Museum, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know it is anything else. If it is something else, meh. Well, I just didn't know it was called the Negro League Museum yeah. or... I don't, I'm not sure. Anyways, back when baseball was segregated or whatever. Right. Um, which would have been very interesting had we left at, like... If we knew Michael wasn't going, we would right. have left about 6 in the morning. And we would have gone to it. it definitely would have gone to it. So we'll so, probably go next time. So, yeah, if we're going up that way again, we're going to try to make sure that's part of the plan. And uh, I wouldn't mind eating at Arthur Bryant's again. I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty good. The turkey was not nearly as good as she said. It had a weird taste to it. That's because you had a, a terrible guy serve you. <laughs> I had an old man take my order. And uh, as Fla- you can imagine. Flash this- Golden. Okay, fine. We were the whole thing. <laughs> um, the whole place is ran by your uh, typical. Uh, it was very urban. Well. Imagine Kansas City barbecue, and you'd know the people who make it. So you had your old man, you had your, you know, young men trying to show off and all this. So I have a Flash T-shirt on, and it's got the Flash symbol says Central City Running Club, faster than light since 1940, something like that. And uh, the guy goes, "Hey, hey, Flash Gordon, you been helped yet? Uh, yeah, actually, he helped me. Okay, cool." Flash, Gordon, <laughs> saved all of us. It's like, and I'm just going, yeah, you, you know that's wrong on so many levels, but I'm not going to say anything. And I'm screaming in my head, don't correct him, Steve. Don't correct him, Steve. Don't correct him. Right. It doesn't matter. And then he gave me the pleasant, what you want. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and ordered my food, and it was delicious, and I got it before Steve. Yeah. I don't know why. It was uh, a little pricey. But really, it was enough food for two people. Oh, easy. What we got. And the restaurant was segregated. 100%. I don't know. I don't know how more on purpose it was, but there was a wall with two sides of the restaurant with a walkway in between. One side had all the white people on it. The other side had all the black people on it. Mm -hmm. And I made it a point for me and Steve, as representatives of both down in the Blood Bowl community, we purposely sat on the black side of the restaurant. Also, it was less busy. Well, yeah, I guess it was less crowded, but regardless, I wasn't going to let like, right. There's no race barriers here. No. So it was, uh, I thought it was really good food. It was. The ham was great. The pulled pork was amazing. The ham was amazing. I thought some of the sauces, two of the three sauces were really good. One sauce was horrible. Just yeah, black ones. pepper. Just, pfft. I think that was the spicy one that I, yeah, it, it was not so good. Um, service was fine. You know, direct. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, was very direct. Um, yes. But it was very good food. I would eat there again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe next time go see the museum. Cause that'd absolutely. Be very that'd be very cool. Flash. Gordon. <laughs> Is same we, every one of us? We, we did that all weekend, too. That <laughs> uh, was fun. Uh, see, on the, then on the way up, we saw a wild turkey. Just in the median. In the middle of the medium. 
it was uh, it was just looking at us. Yeah, it was a big giant turkey. Who was then dead on the way back? I don't think it was the same turkey, but no. <laughs> you see a turkey, you see a dead turkey, you put them together. Did the turkey ever exist? Maybe not. Maybe we killed it. I hope so. Maybe our mind created it. One of our minds created the turkey. We also saw two dead deer and one car pulled off to the side because he just hit a deer. Mm-hmm. So, yay. <laughs> so we uh, we journeyed on up from, if you're in America and you're familiar with the cities, we uh, went from Kansas City up to Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Steve decided to, the, the map called for us actually to go to Iowa City and then North Cedar Rapids where Drew was at. It was either way. Okay. Well, I the, the, this I other the way one, was like 15 minutes faster. Anyways, I thought the map told you one way and you decided the other. No. Just, I was going to give you credit that you oh, okay. rerouted us, but you ruined that. No, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so we uh, decided to take this other kind of off the beaten path, and it was more of a country highway drive. Mm-hmm. Went through a lot of farm country. It was raining almost the entire time. Not not on that stretch of the road. On the on the way up. On the way up, yes. Once we got to Des Moines, it stopped raining, and we had it that kind of did. Yeah, had that clear area. Um, the highway went even down to one lane in some points. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice drive, and it was pretty. It was actually really beautiful out there yeah. because we're so used to um, Oklahoma, where it's you know dry weather or whatever. You can see Not the recently, arid plains but... for two hundred miles each direction. <laughs> right, there was some hills. It was a nice uh, change of pace. There was even some little like vegetable stands that were closed, but normally I guess right. they're open. So um, it would been nice to have been out that way um, in the middle of the night to if you like to stargaze. Yeah. So or but, be raped by hillbillies. Or right by hillbillies. I, mean, I think either one of them would probably be a good place to go. I mean, if they're nice hillbillies. Sure. But then it's not rape. Oh, it's not? It's just hillbilly love. Oh, okay. Then maybe of, just some hillbilly love. Speaking of hillbilly love, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the music we listened to on the way up. Oh, uh, well, go for it. It was uh, your first experience with it. <laughs> we downloaded, uh, I downloaded, a WWE album and made Scott listen to that. And I thought that would be horrible. And then he's like, no, John Cena has a whole album. So we listened to that. And I thought that would be horrible. No, the worst thing we listened to was Sir Mix-A-Lot. The whole album. So a, a young Scott Prime and his friend Shelby um, dabbled he, in Wait, you had a friend named Shelby? Yeah. His real name was Rick. But he went by Shelby because his dad's name was also Rick. I know, it's weird. Shelby? Yes. Based on a car or a turtle or what? <laughs> yeah, he was a turtle. Actually, he was a turtle. But I don't I mean, I don't know where you get a nickname Shelby. It's not a nickname. It was his middle name. Oh, okay. So that makes went, more sense. By that. Um, so we kind of dabbled in some rap at times and listened to things like The Ghetto Boys or Sir Mix-A-Lot. And he sure. had uh, the first Sir Mix-A-Lot album or the debut album and uh i remember it being such a great rap album and then i had steve listen to it <laughs> and i had to listen to it with him oh. and the things uh, a 12 year old or 13 year old remembers is not the same thing as reality <laughs> not at all because this is not i like big butts this is before i like big butts i think you actually commented so, <laughs> Baby Got Back was just like pure luck, Oh, he right? got lucky. He got real lucky. Because 
what what made us listen to this was my posse's on Broadway came up on the station on backspin on backspin and Scott's like dude get that album it's so good <laughs> and when it starts off with hey everybody I'm it I'm gonna rap in a super high voice and I'm going to be country yay <laughs> such what? hits as buttermilk biscuits buttermilk biscuits which is All right. a lot with a high pitched voice and then there's square dance rap which which Steve did remember as a yeah, kid those those are not bad songs by themselves but how you put them i don't know how he had the balls to do this album because he put in two rap songs where he is a high squirrely robot uh square dance announcer and then he just makes up words and is like i'm gonna make up a word and then make a song around that and see if other people will use that word i've never heard anyone use swaz or bremolo you, but he has a song named Swaz and a song named Bremolo. You've used Bremolo ever since you've heard I it. I have used Bremolo ever since I've used it. She's a Bremolo. I didn't know I could do that impression until I heard that album. She's a Bremolo. Uh, Sir Mix a lot. And his rap style, if you want to call it that, is just I got up in the morning and I brushed my teeth and I took a crap and I had cereal and then I went to work. And then I took a crap. I did some work. And I went home. And I had lunch. I took a nap. And I went back to work. And that that's his rap. He just tells you, go listen to my posses on Broadway. It is nothing but him play by play of one of his nights out. Playing the part of my father is Steve. <laughs> yeah, back when I was young, rap had purpose. We used to talk about flying cars and from Mars and you eat the cars and then you go out and find some bars. God, that Blondie song was horrible. I'll make sure you wear some drawers. No, it's uh, I, okay. I, I yeah. got you. God, if you ever listen to that one, it is horrible. Oh, that's yeah, that's terrible. It makes no sense. Anyways, we listened to some great rap. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Good times. Yeah. And now we'll go back to oh, the- we finally get to Drew's place about what eight eight. Eight-ish, yeah. I'll say 8.30, but eight-ish. And Drew has a nice little house. So a very nice house. To all the single ladies out there, you might want to hook yourself up with uh, some Drew Bucciconi. Yeah. That guy's got the place. He's finishing off the basement. The basement's amazing. I'd like to live down there. The couch was unfortunately not as comfortable as I was hoping. Other than that, it was awesome. Steve took the draft pick of the basement, which was the coolest room in the house at the time. Oh, yeah. And by cool, we mean both. Temperature and swaz. <laughs> Use that again. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> uh, I got the bedroom, and then we had to uh, pick up some brine too. Yeah. You know. Well, first or, we, we or, went or the, to sushi, or the guy I call the the champion who's going to win the tournament. Right. But first, we went to sushi with Drew, mm-hmm. and you had basically a sushi roll, and then someone took fish flakes from the market and just. Instead of feeding the fish, put it on your dish. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point in, in sushi land where I love sushi, but I should never go off of stuff I like. I shouldn't ever be adventurous anymore because I found the few roles I like, and I shouldn't just try new things. Just stick with it. They, the other ones suck. <laughs> so I saw this roll, and I said, ah, what? that might be tasty. And then it was called a cal- caterpillar roll. Mm-hmm. And then it mentioned something about fish flakes. And I think, 
over you know down here at Volcano Sushi or GoGo Sushi, they have these little crunchy bits in it. And I was like, that's probably the same thing as the little crunchy bits. Yeah. No, <laughs> the food sat down, and I used to have some pet turtles, and I've also had pet fish, and their food is not much different. Right. It looked like the the feed that I would give the turtles, these little brine shrimp things, mm-hmm. and it smelled just like it. It was awful smelling. It was not a pleasant smell. The smell was terrible. Uh, the taste of it wasn't terrible. It was okay. It was edible, right. so I was okay with that, but... There was a ton of those fish flakes on there. It was like yeah. they wasted a whole can of fish food. It really looked like it. Drew had some different rolls, too, and he didn't eat all of his. So that told me that you know he was saying that one of them was so-so. Yeah. But anyways. And then we picked up Brian, too, from the airport. Right. And we sat around and talked all night, like normal. Pretty much, yeah. Drew decked out his house with a... I mean, not decked out, but he stocked up with some drinks for me and Steve. Yeah, he was much was, better host than we were. <laughs> I know. It made me feel bad. Like, he's like, he asked me before we were going up there, like, what do you like to drink? And I was like, oh, I'm a sweet tea guy. And Steve likes Dr. Pepper. And I thought he might get a two liter. Or yeah. maybe he was just wondering, like, if they had that at the store. No. He had that refrigerator packed with Dr. Pepper. And he's like, I didn't know if Steve liked diet or regular. So I got both. And then he gave me two gallons of sweet tea. Yes. And I'm a big nice. fatty that loves sweet tea, but I couldn't even drink two gallons on my own yeah. over a weekend. But sure I was, tried. I did try. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good stuff. All right. So then we slumber, wake up. We had an adventure trying to find food for breakfast. Total big miscommunication. Yeah. Because we said, Drew, is there places to get food? And we meant, in parentheses, right next to the shop. By the shop, not by the house. And he took that to mean on the journey. Mm -hmm. And the journey was about, what, 25 minutes? Something like that, yeah. Um, So we get to the shop, and there's like a gas station. Yeah. And then we look around, and we finally find a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So we had to rush in. I felt that was really rushed. That was. I, I wish if I could go back, we would get up a little bit earlier. But that was our fault, yeah. It, no, it was 100% our fault. Yeah. But regardless, it just felt rushed. And I didn't like feeling rushed and then walking into the tournament mm-hmm. and feeling rushed. Yeah. But we still got some food. It was like a, I don't even know what the grocery store was called. I don't remember. Yeah. Hy-Vee's? Was it H-Y-V-E-E-S? Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was called a Hy-Vee's, which I've never. Yeah, we're from Oklahoma. Well, it might be a chain in Iowa, but I'm I've sure. never heard of it. So, um, so we get started. Anything before we get started? Uh, let's see. We walk in the door. Everybody's there, like they're throwing rose petals at us, going, "Yes, finally, a good podcast is here." Both down has come to save us all. Oh, you know, they they laying down their bodies so we could walk on them, so we wouldn't get our feet dirty. It was I pretty mean, awesome. It's pretty much what we expected. Yeah, yeah, I expect the same thing at Chaos Cab. Nothing sure. Less, so. Normally it's, you know, I'm just going to let that go. So, <laughs> uh, who'd you get paired up with first? First off, did we say what we took? I took dwarves. You took something else? I took dwarves. Oh, you took dwarves. Okay. Right. I, I took, took dwarves. I took the easy road with stand firm on my troll slayers, guard on my blitzers. And block on my runners. 
Right. With and, an extra bench guy and two rerolls. And, and a, fan, a fan factor, a coach, and a cheerleader. Oh, you did a fan factor? Mm-hmm. Did that ever matter? Yes. One game, it gave me double. Oh. So when I had double and those other ones, every, I got like three rerolls uncontested. Nice. Yeah. So I talked to quite a bit with Extreme. Uh as you know, Brian Mitchell, who plays dwarves a lot. And he doesn't know anything about dwarves. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to uh, Jason Casebolt, who also does fairly well with dwarves. Um, it's interesting. Dwarves seem to bring out a lot of different coaching styles. Yeah. Um, you know, with ideas and everything. So, anyways, I put together a team that was close to what uh, Extreme suggested. And I, I changed it just a little bit. But I still stuck with the uh, two Mighty Blow Troll Slayers because that's something I have not tried since the very first tournament I played in Yeah, back in 2011. Um, when I played Chaos Dwarves, I took some Mighty Blow and I hated it because it just seemed like it never mattered. I took two guards on two blockers, a guard on a blitzer, and honestly, I switched it to Blitzer at the last second because I like the guy's name. He was a player <laughs> I played with back in second edition. So I thought maybe there's something magical about this, this right. player. Anyways. And then I had a, a, a naked runner, and then I had a, another runner with Wrestle. I'm a fan of Wrestle, um, but I'll tell you my further thoughts over it, at, of okay. it after. after and you took channel. the Dwarf Giants, right? Yeah, I... I've never actually came up with a fluffy, my own team name for mm-hmm. a dwarf team. Um, there's been I've always wanted to do the new Ever Peak since in the fluff, you know, the dwarf capital is like Karnarar or something like that in dwarf, but it's like, yeah. but it's really like Ever Peak. So I always wanted to do like the new Ever Peak Patriots or something off oh, the okay. Patriots. But since uh, Spence and our league took the. Uh, n- New World Patriarchs as a kind of uh, New England Patriots themed human mm-hmm. team. I never really got to do in our league. So back when I played in second edition, I explained before we just took team existing team names and went with it. Yeah. So this is the one time that I actually just took my second edition team, and um, I, you know it's the same team that won our league the first time, right. the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League. So I was fine with that. I had three re rolls, and then I had uh, one coach and two cheerleaders. I. T- my team was the Karlock, Osnia, Goldstruck. And they're based on Wizard of Oz. So, like, different positions had the real names of the Wizard of Oz characters and stuff. Nobody got it right all weekend. The Karlock, Osnobs, 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 Goldstruck. I guess Drew would put it in wrong, so. <laughs> okay. No biggie. Well, but, cool. So, how would your first match go? Oh, we're going to me first. Uh, I got paired up against a guy named, I believe his name is Jeff. It's not listed on my roster sheet here, but I'm about 100% sure his name is Jeff. Okay. Uh, He had a goblin team, and immediately when I got, I heard him go, oh, you paired me with dwarves. I was like, does that mean he's a regular team and just doesn't like (laughs) dwarves? And then I sat down, he was goblins. And, of course, in my head, I'm going, this is a nice first-round matchup. Yeah. Because we already felt rushed going over there. And, um... So, sat down to play Jeff. Um, long story short, I don't feel like I really coached anything wrong, but um, the Mighty Blow never kicked in, ever. First half, um, 
I was like one play away from scoring. You know, I was going to kind of just stall and grind it and yeah. try to injure some of his guys. I wasn't hurting anybody. Jeez. Jeff had more casualties against Jeff than the Dwarfs did <laughs> with Mighty Blow and Block and all this stuff. And his um, his Goblin team, he chose to take two doubles and two regular skills. So he had a Hail Mary pass on his Bomber, Mighty Blow on his uh, Chainsaw Fanatic. And then, I'm sorry, his uh, Ball and Chain Fanatic. And then he had block and guard on his trolls. So he didn't maximize the skills because this was a, you can take six regular skills, mm-hmm. four regular, one double, or two double, two regular. Um, and he had a couple of bribes and three rerolls. So I sat down and, you know, in your head, you're, you know, I hate, and I told him this. I said, honestly, I hate playing goblins. There's some teams I hate playing. And it's usually the stunty teams because if you win, Everybody goes, ah, you played a stunty team. Yeah. And if you lose, they go, how'd you get beat to those guys? We'll come back to that later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's, and I told him off the bat, I was like, I know you're scared to play me, and he should be, uh, but I couldn't get anything going. So I still don't think I coached strong. Uh, My cage might have been a tad, I had one side of the cage a little bit looser than probably what I should have done, but I was playing goblins. Um, he casualtyed himself on the, a fumbled, uh, Hail Mary pass casualty, his bomber. So that guy was gone. And, um, it was at a point where he was like, eh, I'm goblins. I got to try something. He leaped into the cage with the, the, <laughs> the pogo guy, two die block. He got double pals. He knocked me down. Ball scattered around a little bit next to one of my guys. He dodged into there. Didn't have to reroll, picked up the ball in traffic. Dodge, 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 scampers up the field, go for it twice. Jeez. And then he, and no rerolls needed. And then he had just enough guys that weren't stunned. I was stunning guys, but I wasn't getting them off the field. Right. He had enough guys to cover my guys, which put me in a situation where I was going to have to dodge through tackle zones and everything else. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I didn't do it. I mean, he made the good plays and, you know, you can say it's luck, whatever. It's what you need if you're a goblin coach. He went up one nothing. He's receiving the ball. Um, I didn't. I kind of spread out my line on the at the front of the when I, in my setup to, to kick the ball. We got a. Um, I, I spread out wide to kind of spread him out wide. So he put the two trolls on the the corners with my guys, and then in the middle he just put his ball and chain guy. We got the blitz. So I was able to – I had it so far spread out that there was no other tackle zone. So I was able to crowd my dwarves up there, and then I, I knocked over his ball and chain guy, nice. knocking him at least out of the game yeah. at, through a knockout. Um, long story short I – mean, well, not really long story short. Uh, he threw a goblin. He, I got the ball from him. He got the ball back. went back and forth. He finally threw a goblin. He was three squares away from scoring. I had to break, dodge away. I had to go down there, and my wrestle guy wrestled him down. Um, uh, I slowly grinded out. I scored in the last play of the game. I did finally get a casualty by knocking over his chainsaw guy, and I got another one. So I only got two casualties in that whole game. Jeez. Mighty Blow and Mighty Blow on my Troll Slayers never was a factor hmm. in that game. So it was like, it was, felt like a wasted skill. Yeah. Um, couldn't break a lot of armor. But, I mean, you can actually look at it. But like, I, some ways I felt like I won because it was so close to – see, he goes up 2 nothing, he wins. Oh, yeah. So, but it was a fun game. We, you know, we had a good time. 
one one tie. Okay, but I was still disappointed. Sure. Now before we got to here, um, you and Drew were texting back and forth talking about how Chance was metagaming, right? Right. And since, because Chance was going to take Amazons, but since he now knows that two dwarf teams are going to play, he's going to take something else. Well, he didn't know you were taking dwarfs. Oh, okay. And I was really, I told him that if he played, if he switched teams, that I was going <laughs> to talk about the podcast. So, Chance, I didn't bring it up, Steve. I'm, I'm just giving him a hard time. <laughs> I was going to say, he was planning on playing Amazons anyways. Well, and, I think he had three teams that he was struggling right. on. Which one do I play? And he'd never played Amazons before. so. And I think that's probably how it happened. Is he said, oh, I might play Amazons because I've never played them. And then probably Drew went, ha-ha, well, Scott's mm-hmm. bringing dwarves. And so he ends up getting matched up against me. So he's got his Amazon team and my you know, dwarves. And he's got Russell on two line women, leader on a thrower, guard on two blitzers, and sure hands on a blitzer. I couldn't do anything right. He he went up one nothing. I think I tried to stall him out the whole first half, but he ends up going one nothing. And the second half, I'm at the point where I'm thinking to myself, I can either hold on to the ball, grind it out, and get a tie. But it's the first match of the whole thing. Tie doesn't really do me good, especially when we only have 20 people. Yeah, we had 20 people. I'm like, a tie is not really going to do me good. There's going to be undefeated going into that last round, probably. So I tried to go for the win. I had a reroll. I had the ball. Had a guy open down the field. I threw a pass. And he had one guy, or one woman, uh, in two tackle zones, intercepted the damn ball. I was like, even if my guy doesn't make it accurate, if I don't catch it, it's on that side of the line, it's closer to the end zone, I should be able to pick it up, get a touchdown, and I've got three or four turns to try to get the ball away, score another touchdown. No, he intercepts the damn thing. I can't, I can't get it away from him. He ends up, I think... Yeah, either one two nothing or one nothing. Can't remember. He he beats you one nothing. Okay, no ca- no casualties. Just like nothing. I could barely knock him out. It was a horrible, horrible match. Nothing was going right. So at this point, when you told me you lost, I was like against Amazon's. I was thinking, man, in the pop in the in the rock scissor paper matchup, me and you got matched up exactly what we'd want. Exactly, <clears throat> and we failed. Yeah. I was just like, man, it's going to be a long day for us. And even Chains was going, dude, I didn't do anything right. You just, the dice screwed you. <clears throat> it happens. I got really frustrated, and I was even talking to Seiki Lama about this uh, before the podcast. We were talking about, you know, how how the results went and everything. And he said, you know, it's very interesting when you have a team that's armor supposed to break and you have that one out of three games where it never does break, it mm-hmm. says it really frustrates the other guy because that's going against everything right. he knows. And he said, I, he goes, I love watching a coach see if they can recover from that or if they just go start going crazy and don't play to their strengths. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, about three plays in, I was, it started to really bug me. And then I told myself it doesn't matter if it's scored. Mm-hmm. And, so, well, you know, that's why I was saying I didn't really play wrong. It just didn't happen my way. But I found myself going down that path. Right. Along that line, I'm going to talk about my second round matchup. Sure, go for it. I played Brian Lord and his Wood Elves. So 
Wood Elves against Dwarf. Not a great matchup, but he has seven armor, so I'm thinking, oh, I could take him down. He's got two Ward Answers, one with Tackle, so completely worthless, and one with Strip Ball. I have sure hands on my runner, which if I remembered, would have been worthless. I forgot. <laughs> I, I haven't played Dwarves before. Right. So, I, I yeah, he has sure hands. I forget about the other part of sure hands. Um, he's got two passers, one with sure hands, one with the leader, and then the two catchers have block. So, it's a speedy team. It's an agi team. I'm going through, and, you know, I'm doing, doing pretty good. I'm getting people down. I've got one of his witch elves on the ground. Ward answer, you mean? Ward answer. I've got one of his ward answers on the ground, the one with strip ball. And I'm kicking. And I'm kicking. And I'm kicking. Where I have a bench guy, and I'm not too worried about my armor breaking, I fouled so many times this tournament. It was insane. I only got caught twice. And so I kept kicking and kicking and kicking. Eventually, I got his numbers down. I had no casualties at all this whole game. This whole game. I had nine of his people in KO. He had two people left on the pitch. I almost pitch cleared this guy, but not a single casualty. That's amazing. It was insane. I ended up winning. Don't remember the score, but I won. And uh, I was just... I think along those lines, I would have been more frustrated, but I was trying to get the pitch clear which I ultimately did not end up getting. I just went in for the score. But, man, it's so frustrating when you just, you're doing your best and all you can do is knock people out. You're like, damn it, just one of you, one of you, please. But that was it. So you won. So I won. That's Beat good. Wood Elves. Yeah. And that guy rage quit after he and played you. He was complaining about he was having a bad tournament and he didn't, didn't know why he played the game anymore and he hated the game. Oh, I, I'm right there with him. And uh, he kept using spiky cup dice and stuff because he used Oklahoma Bowl dice. I'm like, those look familiar. Ha ha. And then he used spiky and they were just dominating me. Like, damn it, just use the regular dice. That's one thing I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's not a knock on whoever. I thought we got dice to use the dice at the tournament. Oh, you know how people are. And almost everybody, everybody I played used different dice, pretty much. I was 50-50. Two people, him and the next guy, were very much, I've got 83 dice, and I'm going to use every single one of them. Right. Which was annoying, but whatever. Yeah, it is. Oh, well. I'll take the win. Uh, So round two, I played a guy uh, with the name tag of Pete, but his name was Reggie. He was the guy that had the blue hair. And the Lizardman oh, team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice guy. Uh, I guess he's uh, pretty good in their um, their store league. Very familiar with lizards. Um, his lizard build was six sources with block and then skinks. Very simple. Very effective. And it was very simple and effective. And right from the get-go, I couldn't do anything. I mean, I just nothing worked. Right. Uh, I got out blocked. I got, they had me on speed. Uh, I even, you know, tried to injure his skinks with my troll slayers. Mighty blow didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, I got beat, uh, one, nothing first half and then one, nothing second half. So I got beat two nothing and I got beat. I got a few casualties against me. 
So I was down men as well. Um, it's so weird how Mighty Blow didn't work for you at all. But if I had it, I would have dominated these games. Because it was so many times I was like, okay, that's a nine. Damn it. That's a nine. Damn it. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. And like I said, Mighty Blow didn't work at all. Okay. So I was teasing people. I was frustrated. And, you know, I don't know how good of a matchup lizards are for dwarves or whatever. But um, I was teasing people that if I would have took kick and kick off return with my troll slayers, at least I would have got to use those skills right. to move a guy into half the distance of the ball. But <laughs> I took Mighty Blow, which never factored in in two games. Jeez. Which is just bad luck and yeah. frustrating, but it is what it is. So... Uh, we had a break at this time. We went over to a place called The Vine. Sounds right. I think it was called The Vine. Yeah. It was like a bar pub type place that we had to walk over to. Yeah, nice to. little downtown area. Yes. Right. Little college town. Good hamburger. But man, they when they put barbecue sauce on it, they put a ton of barbecue sauce on it. You were drowning. I was, my hands were like, uh, you know, Macbeth, just dripping. <laughs> Never be to clean again. I got the uh, appetizer sampler thing. It was It was okay. I got kind of a sabotage with my quesadilla. I didn't expect to have all these vegetables in it. No Again, way. there needs to be another word for that. Quesadilla should be either cheese, meat, or meat and cheese. Meat of your choice. That should be a quesadilla at all times. When your quesadilla includes vegetables and salsa and whatever else, sour cream, any of that stuff, should be a whole new word for it. Mexican food has five ingredients. And a thousand names. Why is quesadilla left out of that? Well, this one had whole jalapenos in it. Or what? big chunks of, Ugh. not whole, but big slices. The round slice of yeah. jalapeno. Pico crammed in it. And it was more vegetables than like yeah. other stuff. But, oh. eh, I should have maybe paid more attention. Regardless, the food was good. I thought the service was fine. All right. I tipped the lady well. And um, that's when we talked to... Uh, Duder. We sat we sat with Duder, which is Derek from Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the other Derek. Uh, hold on. Duder from the guy that goes by the NAF name, Duder, was running Halflings. Yeah. Uh, he was there to try to get the Stunty Cup. But uh, he brought, he was one of the guys who volunteered to paint a legacy Norse team yes. member for us. And he gave us the... The lineman or line girl. Yeah. It was, it was one of the Valkyries. Valkyries. It was awesome. Painted awesome. He also had the cool halfling team. So amazing. Second edition he, halflings with trees that he made himself. He went out and looked like in wooded areas until he found branches that kind of looked like what could be tree men or what could be broken or molded into tree men. They were just sticks that he carved faces in. And, and painted they, amazingly well. And they looked so good. And it's like, why didn't we think? <laughs> because we can't do that. We could spend all weekend in a forest. We're just going to die. He can do that. Uh, regardless, uh, he had a really well-painted team. We enjoyed talking to him. Uh, we also talked to Josh. Yeah. Josh and Derek Tyndall. And I cannot remember the other guy's name to save my life. He also ran the Lizardman team that we'll talk about him No later. clue. I'm so bad with names. Um, we ate with him. Brian, too, ate with us as well. Yeah. Um, was there one more person with us? Would have been on your side, but probably. Duder. 
Again, boom, bad boom, with boom. names. Uh, no, that's it. That's everybody. Yeah. Okay. Unless I don't think I'm wrong. If we left you out, we're sorry. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Uh, so we ate. We came back. Um, and then I had the good fortune of getting paired up again with Wood Elves. Right. You played the other Scott, right? The other Scott. There was another Scott there. And I beat him. But I was just fouling people left and right. Get somebody on the ground, foul them, go for it. That was a pretty... What was the score? I don't know. Two, nothing, two, one, something like that. Nice. So you're two and one at this point. Yeah, two wins, one loss. Nice. Working my way up through the B crowd. So my game three was against a a guy named Craig. Uh, He also had Wood Elves. Um, He had a Wood Elf team with only 11 players, and one of them was uh, Eldrill Sidewinder. Oh, cool. But I was hoping with the 11 players that maybe I could get man advantage on him and beat him up. Could you do 11 with a star? Uh, he did. Oh. Uh. I think he had 11. Maybe he had 12. Okay. I'm pretty sure I only had 11. But Too late now. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, Mighty Blue worked amazing this game. <laughs> it like It needed that break, and it came back. And I was breaking armors left and right. At one point, I think I had six guys in his KO box. Nice. Uh, wasn't still getting a lot of casualties, but a lot in his KO box. Um, I went up one nothing and a half. Um, I, obviously, I had numbers. Yeah. We got to a point where we uh, he was just trying to kick the ball, punt the ball away, you know, throw a long pass just to get it out of the end zone or away from him. Sure. Um, he had four guys at one point in the kickoff. Uh, I beat him three, nothing. Uh, I was trying to actually clear the pitch instead of score for that final time because I was two guys away on the pitch. And yeah. I thought if I could foul more one, bonus points, I got caught fouling twice that game. Yes. Out of three fouls attempts. Jeez. And I had to have <laughs> fouled about 20 times that, that weekend. It got called out twice. And the, the funny thing was, is Craig was talking about, how the game before somebody was trying to foul that same player and that guy got caught like three times. Well, I got caught twice against him and then finally got a foul without getting caught. So we were laughing like, that's like five in a row. People he, being caught. Against he paid me. the coach for <laughs> the ref. So, uh, it was a good time. I guess it was good because I was winning. Um, always helps. The guy was really a nice player and stuff. Um, so we, we got along fine even before I thought I was going to win that game. So three, nothing I'm back in the wins. Yeah, one, one, and one. I'm thinking, man, if I can just maybe get one more win, you know, salvage the weekend. So I'm at this point, I'm at two wins and a loss. And going into the fourth round, they have a championship table. And there are two guys that have three wins, no losses. So. No, that's wrong. Hmm? No, both of the guys in the top table were two wins and a tie. That's right, they were. You're uh, right. There was something where... And there was someone else that had the same record. <laughs> Derek Tindall had the played. same record. It was Derek, the guy I could not remember that ate lunch with us. Right. With the Lizardmen. And Reggie with the Lizardmen. Um, Derek had a Kimry team. And all three of them had the same exact, you know, two wins and one right. tie. And uh, Derek tied one of those guys earlier. Mm-hmm. So he he couldn't rematch against one of those, whoever it was. So, they just so he the got he got pushed bonus out. Bonus points. He got pushed out, yeah. and then so that allowed the guy I can't remember his name, 
and Reggie in the final Lizardmen versus Lizardmen. Okay. I don't even know if they were identically built or not. Right. Um, that game was locked first and second, no matter what. And then everybody else was just playing. And they had no third place. So right. I, I knew I didn't have casualties, didn't have touchdowns. I I knew I was basically playing for nothing but my record at this point, which is fine. Right. We sat next to each other. Actually. We did. And I got... Well, we were on the one, two, three, four. I was on the fifth table, I guess, or whatever. Uh, I was on five, and you were on six somehow. Or four. Four and five. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how I leapfrogged you. I, or if that mattered. Or we there was back. I don't know. I got goblins, final round. Blood Bowl God Tim Lyons himself playing goblins. Who decided he was a Blood Bowl God? They did. He doesn't really well Is this team. a ch- chance deal? Does Chance worship him? Yeah, I guess so. I want to teach Chance, and you're like, not letting me do this. You know, go, go for it. You're supposed to be on my side and say, like, oh, yeah, Chance is in love with this dude. And Chance is he in wants love to with this married. dude, and he wants to get married. Man married? Man married. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. He, yeah, he worships yeah, him like the sun. Like, oh, sorry. I'm done. All right. But anyways, so he had goblins. Apparently was doing really well to be up that eye. He had two trolls with block. He had the loony. He had... A pogoer, and he had Ripper, and two sidestep on two of the goblins. So, it, it, it was not nice. I mean, that's a lot of strength. Three trolls, and two of blocks. I couldn't even throw uphill blocks and hope to get a good result. But luckily, he used his chainsaw for a foul and got thrown out immediately. Oh, that's nice. So he got he got a casualty out of it, but it was just a line guy. Mm-hmm. I already had an extra, so not a big deal. Well worth it to get him out of there. I thought so. And he's like, well, it's 40,000 versus your 70. I go, well, yeah, but the 40 could do a lot more damage than my 70 probably could. He's gone, so that's all gone. I care about. Didn't now. have to worry about. Um, and at the time, that just puts 10 versus 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't and know. I was able to actually knock down the troll... And knock him out. And then another drive, I knocked down Ripper and had him out. And then he stayed out for the next drive or something like that. Anyways, I ended up winning. I won't say super easy, but... I mean, it was a dwarf versus goblin match, and it went as you would assume. So you didn't tie him? No, I won. (laughs) The tackle worked when it needed to. Wow! I was able to keep him... And you didn't need Mighty Blow? Nope. Um, ended up getting some decent casualties there at the end but really it was just a matter of get him down bash him foul him like I said I fouled so many times I was fouling his trolls left and right you know I was going after his guys with sidestep just to do I'm like okay good use tackle got you down and now I'm going to foul you and it worked so I ended up the day three wins and one loss Nice. I was not complaining. I would have loved that record. I don't doubt it. Round four, I played the Bob Squad, which I just knew in my heart that meant I was playing orcs. And I walk over, and it's some little different miniatures, handcrafted miniatures or whatever. Made out of Sculpty, I think. Sculpty or something like that. Yeah. I guess girlfriend or wife or something. Some, some, some lady figure in this guy's They were life. pretty cool looking. I thought. Um, I could tell you were frustrated by them. I was. It was a long day. 
and I was frustrated. The little stone guys, I thought were fine for Chaos Dwarf yeah. blockers. I really thought I was sitting down to orcs, and then I seen these little figures, and I'm like, oh, so these are proxied orcs. Mm-hmm. And they weren't orcs, they were cast dwarves. And then I was like, okay. And then it was all mighty blow, for five mighty blows and one guard for his skills. Um, I did get confused in the first two turns, even though he said the little mermaid... Was it mermaid whales or I don't know well well creatures or whatever they were the bull centaurs and the bug guys were hobgoblins and <laughs> there was a point I kick off to him he picks up the ball you know he rolls a five or whatever and he goes there and then he he goes for it twice and he goes I'm gonna go for it again and I was like I didn't remember you having sprint on any of your guys and he's like oh it's a bull centaur mm-hmm. now. I don't think about my – I don't wait till the guy to say, I'm done with my turn, and then think about my turn. I, I'm thinking the whole time. Because right. as he was moving that guy, I was like, okay, if I make this block, then I can maybe blitz this guy with one go for it and hit him. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how mad I would have been <laughs> if I would have – if he wouldn't have sprinted with the extra movement, the extra go for it. I would have done that, and then I'm, like, I'm going to block you and him. Two dice, my favorite. I would have been like, what? Yeah. So from that point on, I was in my, I got in my brain who was what. Um, he also had a Minotaur, which was a big pain in the butt, too. Um, I actually stopped him from scoring the first half. So I was thinking, well, I'll get the ball back. And all I had to do is score and we can win this thing one nothing. Mm-hmm. And just too much sideline action with, you know, my guy. I had just too many one die blocks things happen where it's like okay if i can string three of these together i'm gonna be okay but i Mm -hmm. have to throw one die block um and it just didn't happen a lot of skull reroll skulls there was one point where i I don't even know what i needed i needed something very simple and i got mad and i had to just get up and walk away at a point it was like i'm ready for this day to be over with um he was a good player uh i got beat one nothing uh (laughs) I wanted him to stall out the last turn because I couldn't catch him, but he went ahead and scored. I think he was trying to, like, help me out. But I was like, dude, there's only one turn left. Just end it. I'm right. I'm, just put me out of my misery for today. I'm ready to put my models up. Um, so he stalled out. and I mean, that was a smarter move anyways for him to guarantee the win instead mm-hmm. of something crazy. But um, anyways, I had no problems playing him or anything like that, rules-wise or anything. I did learn... Um, when you use dice towers and you play by the rules of my dice must go through the tower and land in the trough to count, there's there's more to be said. <laughs> like, you can say additional things like, are you going to play the same way, everything. So I'm learning to adapt and make sure I say all right. those rules right up front before later in the day when something goes wrong and then I don't feel like I can say anything and then I, I whine that I got screwed when I didn't <laughs> say anything. So... I had one of those where I'm learning. Uh, the guy I was playing with big dice, like casino dice, and it went off the board onto the table, but the table had tablecloths, and like there was a a little fold in the tablecloth. So the die never went close to flat, but it had a result he wanted on one of them, and he was doing the whole, well, you have to re-roll one, you have to re-roll both. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But it was basically on edge, and he wanted to take it because he wanted the other result. 
I'm like, dude, that's not even close to flat. I don't be, I don't want to be a douche, but that's not. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. So he rolls and gets double skulls. I'm like, eh, I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel too bad because I made you follow the rules, but I do kind of feel bad. But I, I got to get past the part where, not to be argumentative, to be combative, right? But you're allowed but, to stick up for yourself. I know that, but a lot of times when I do that, my adrenaline starts pumping, and then I don't want to get confrontational and crazy, especially since right. I'm representing the podcast. I know I probably show up as a bad sport anyways because I get so mad at the game, so mm-hmm. I'm really trying not to do that. But I'm going to start being a lot more verbal when I use the dice tower. and Other people use it too. So. Yeah. Um, but everybody I played, two of my great people um, – so for the day, you went one win, two losses, and a tie? Yes. Which, and I went three wins and one loss. Which I felt very disappointed because I took dwarves. Well, see, and this is a discussion we'll have because I came in second overall because the people at the top table ended up tying. That's right. And the guy that I could not remember his name. Mm-hmm. They tied, but he won on overall points. Right. The guy who ate lunch with us who came but down with Derek and uh, Josh. Overall points went to Brian, too, with his Nurgle team. Right. Now, it doesn't matter. He and I are not first and second. But to me, I'm like second. You know, I'm cool with that. The problem is, with dwarves, because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, I enjoyed them, but I didn't enjoy them that much. It's because of the expectation of success. I played Amazons. I should have won, so when I lose, it feels worse. And I played Goblins, which I should win, so when I win, it feels like, well, yeah, of course I won. I should have won. It's not me doing the winning. It's the rock, paper, scissors of the team, you know. And when I don't live up to the rock, paper, scissors mentality against Amazons, it's like, ah, damn it. Why do I suck? Yeah, I would probably, yeah, I felt kind of the same way. Yeah. I felt that when you play Dwarves, everybody thinks that you're automatically going to win, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. There's a lot of coaching, Yeah, and you have to play the team for a while to get experience at it. And I like mean, the Wood Elf teams, those were good wins because Wood Elves are never an easy team. They have far superior movement to me, and I was just able to take down their important pieces, keep them down, or push them off the pitch. God, there was one game where we had like a cluster on the side. I pushed three people out in one turn. It was amazing. Nice. He got a couple of my guys or one of my guys, but still. A worthy sacrifice. Oh, absolutely. I didn't hurt any of them, but, you know, I knocked out one. So I don't know what to think about dwarves. Like I said, it just felt like if I want to play a team that I don't have to really think too much about and just rely on the matchups, play dwarves. So I would say my overall best player of the day was the guy with Wrestle, the runner with Wrestle. He could move six. He had Wrestle to help right. play the safety position. I would have told you right after the tournament that at least he did well. Maybe mm-hmm. that was a good move on my half by giving him Wrestle instead of Block. On the flip side of it, every time he saved my bacon, <laughs> he never – if I would have had block, he would have just blocked that guy down instead of us both standing off. Right. So none of those instances would have mattered if I would have had block or wrestle. Um, I believe it was extreme that told me he doesn't, he understands wrestle, but he doesn't like to put his guys on the ground 
because they lose three movement the next turn. Very true. Um, I would say, yeah, while I did like wrestle, I did not like having to pick that piece back up after the fact. Yeah. Um, when in, in other teams, I don't mind that because the whole team can move six or whatever. But yeah, this team, I did not like You're that. one of two fast-moving pieces and now crippled for a turn. Right. My only option is to take us both down. Mm-hmm. and then So I don't, I don't know about that. And he's a target anyways. So if you get him on the ground, they might foul you. Right. Um, again, I don't think I played terrible. Um, but I don't think I played. <laughs> I, I should have beat the Goblin team. I mean, just. Yeah, the coach did what he needed to do, but on paper, that's a game right. the Dwarves always win most of the time. Makes so. sense. So if I would have won that game and went two and two, I'd have been happy. I mean, my losses weren't really terrible. Yeah, but see, as much as I complained about losing the first game, if I did, I wouldn't have gone. Well, that's true. Through if I the easy route, I guess you know. You're right. If I would have won the first game, who knows? I played second and so on. Yeah, I played Lizard Man next turn, or I, I play Brian too. I mean, yeah. I did not like the Lizard Man matchup against Dwarves, that's for sure. Yeah. All that extra strength. and Yeah, your guard doesn't really mean much. I'm, no. Not, not enough. Right. So, anyways, so, I, besides that one game, I should have took kick and kick off return with my blow. I'm probably never going to play with my blow on a team at a tournament again, unless I'm just enough. going for a casualty award. Right. So, so that wrapped up, and then we went, we went to downtown Iowa City, Iowa. Was it downtown or was it the college town? I, I think we were in the college area at the GameStop. Damn, it, it was nice. But it I was, was only, super what, impressed. A half a mile, mile from where the shop was. Yeah, something maybe like mile, that. Maybe a mile and a half. We parked in a parking garage. Yeah. We went over to a place called Planet Pizza. No, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. What's Planet so, Pizza? Why do I that's, have that? That's Is off that from, of Toy Story. Okay. Um, so the whole area was like cordoned off. You couldn't drive in. It's just it had bars and museums and shops and live music was playing. Live music, restaurants, Hot girls. It was very very nice. So we go to the pizza place. We hang out. Um, they've got some pinball machines, some video games. Chance demolishes me on Street Fighter. I school everybody about the history of Green Lantern. Josh talks about Star Wars, and then I'd school him why that's so bad. <laughs> we let's see. Everywhere we went to eat, Josh would say, "I just want to. I want a hamburger. Pick me one. Mm-hmm. I want a pizza. Pick me one." Mm-hmm. Because he's not picky, so he had a pizza with like Brussels sprouts on it. Yeah, which I tried. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, I'm never gonna try that. It wasn't too bad. It was weird, yeah. but you know. Uh, anyways, it was it was good pizza. It was a cool place. It was a good pizza. Yeah, I uh, had old school video games that we played a lot of. I schooled Duder quite often with Street Fighter God. when I was playing Chung Li because I don't know the combos to do any of the other moves besides press kick a bunch of times to if do you the put, combo. If you put a, a Super Nintendo controller in my hand, I'll dominate you. <laughs> I believe you put that. me in front of an arcade, I suck. So I, we we would play the deal where we played each other, I beat him, and then we play the computer until it looked like we were about to get beat by the computer. Right. And then he would jump in, which <laughs> a is new always challenger approaches Ryu or Ken because they could throw bombs at you and do it, counter mm-hmm. everything. And then we play and we play and I beat him. And then finally he took E Honda, who can do his little fast karate chop, hundred hand slap, and move forward, which mm-hmm. <laughs> which would beat the hell out of me. So, uh, 
So Duder finally got his revenge after dollar, dollar fifty worth of quarters. Mm-hmm. And uh we had a good time though. Uh Scott was playing some what was that? Uh Doctor Who pinball. Yep. Um he was doing fairly well at that. So good time. Our waitress was incredibly hot. I don't know if I'd say hot. She's really cute. Uh Steve, if one day one day your boy parts will drop and you will no, like it's, girls. No, she didn't. I do like girls. I liked her a lot. She was not hot level. There's different levels. I thought she was hot. Okay. I'd give her a hot. Well, okay. Uh, but she was also very nice. Yeah. And um, good time. Yeah, very very it's, fun. I was tired, but yeah, that's what a long day of Blood Bowl does. Then we went back. Um, didn't really do a whole bunch. Drove home. Just kind of yeah. We go the next day. We um, we what do we do? We hit the gas station for breakfast. Yeah, we, we just really just went that hungry. We just grabbed something and we were kind of on a mission to get home. We didn't really stop anywhere to, just to stop and eat long term. And no, because we, we have pretty good time. We have Arby's on the way home. We did have Arby's. I forgot. Yeah, we just went through the drive through. And then we had PF Chang's when we got here, which was not so great. No, it was not. It was a mistake. Yeah, it was, but good time. Yes, it was very fun. Um, Trip wasn't as bad as we were expecting. Was Steve very, says that, but he didn't drive any. I did not, but you didn't he, pay for gas, so. I paid for one tank of gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve jokes around early in, in the trip of, wow, if you'll drive, I'll pay for all the gas. And I was like, I don't think I can do that, but I'll try. <laughs> Somehow I did it. But yeah, it was worth it. It save was a lot of fun. Save a little money. But good time. So we uh, sucked it up at Three Dot Brawl. You did. Yeah, I guess I just did. I did pretty well. <laughs> the guy who researched the teams <laughs> and really thought about it for weeks did terrible. And the guy who kind of goes, eh. <laughs> Say what you say. I thought that, that was no. the most logical. No. And therefore I was proven right. So when it I, just when makes I me told that you, much smarter. When I told you. You got to play dwarves. Yeah, that was the first team I came up. with. Oh, of that, course. Of, yeah, and of course that makes me second guess everything I do. Mm-hmm. But it's all who you play. It is what it is. Uh, great time. And uh, only complaint maybe would be let's see, team names, man, terrible. <laughs> if you had one, <laughs> if they even had one, <laughs> yes. Uh, I played against. I don't even know what I played against. I played against, the Goblin team was called the Smooth Sea Captains. So when I sat down, I was worried that they were like elves or something. Mm-hmm. And they're all named after like Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross. I don't Okay. I don't get the joke that's there. But um, I, I'm kind of a name snob. So. Smooth Smooth voices. Music. Yeah. For goblins. And of course, the best was Doodoo's by far. Cuz he had fluff on his, he had a t-shirt to go with it. Oh, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. His team was called Jefferson Airfling. Mm-hmm. And he said he told me when we were eating pizza, he's like, I know you like the fluff and you like the, the team name and mascot. He's like, but I kinda like the the what you call the horse racing names, the funny pun names and stuff. And I'm like, eh, at the end of it all, it's whatever you like. Sure. I said, I'm just I think you can pull those off well so, as long as you commit to it. So he asked me, what did I think about Jefferson Airfling? Uh, halfling or whatever, airfling. Or airfling. Um, and at the time, I was like, "Let's just not talk about this." After further thinking about it, I kind of do like his team and fluff. 
I probably would have just changed the spelling of Jefferson in a, in a maybe a way oh, that looks yeah. maybe more German or something. Yeah. Like the old world. Um, yeah. And I probably still would have had a mascot to go with that team, like the Condors or whatever, but everybody calls them the Airflings because they fly through the air. So okay. it's probably more both down approved than I originally thought. Because ironically enough, I've been thinking about it ever since because I loved how they were painted. They were second edition models, and I yes. love those treatments. So I- I'm swaying. I'm definitely swaying. I get the pun on Jefferson Airplane, but. Airplane's yeah. not too bad either. You could have one for just Jefferson Starship too. Jefferson Slanship. <laughs> well, you could, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Team for next year, Duder. <laughs> Jefferson Slanship. I think my both down approved names and your both down approved names are totally different, that's for sure. Yeah. Different opinions. I'm not completely anal and crazy. Right. I am. Yes. I'll also go one to one. <laughs> Speaking of being anal about team names, let's go ahead and go on to our third segment. Okay, for the final segment this month, we're going to be discussing one of Scott's favorites, the Dwarf Giants. Yay! <sighs> Cheering fans. <laughs> no, we missed that with cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We should have... What is everybody like? Cheerleaders. And we should have both said that. Like Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake is pretty amazing if it's moist. Mm. Nice and moist. So anyways, about the Giants. Like I like my Why ladies. are we talking about this? <laughs> okay, so we were at 3 Die Brawl. Yes. And this guy that's an okay player, I mean kind of decent, his name is Brian Two. He's also known as the uh, world's greatest Mormon blood ball player. Mm-hmm. And um, he also won Oklahoma Bowl maybe three times. Right. Maybe Chaos Cup once. Sure. Something like that. Anyways, he was giving me a hard time about fluff. Right. He's like, you do a fluff podcast and you named your dwarf team the Dwarf Giants? He's like, that's like a terrible name. (laughs) And he said, giving me a hard time. And at first I thought it was joking. But he kept doing it. So I'm not – and I'm still not sure. We left Iowa – me unsure that if he really believed me that this was a second edition team or not. <laughs> because I guess he thought the joke of we're dwarves, but we're also giants. Right. Uh, ha, ha, was just some d- goofy pun. And it's not, Brian. So here we're going to do a whole segment in honor of Brian too, <laughs> And for everybody else to step back into the 1980s, maybe early 90s. Most likely the 80s when you had your second edition games. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Dwarf Giants. Um, First off, they were a part of the Northern Division of the old league. Uh, They were in the NFC Conference North Division. Uh, They had the Finheim Valkyries in their division, the Nurgle Rodders in their division, the Asgard Ravens in their division, and the Lowdown Rats. Asgard Ravens is a good name. It is a good name. I don't really like Asgard, though. Because it's too on the nose. Well, Although, who am I, to, who am I to, to critique the fluff? Well, and, and some of the fluff, the Asgard Ravens are like big giant guys, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're not. So, you know, whatever. Um, but 
roughly we had the Vinham Valkyries as the Norse team and the Asgard Ravens as Norse. And then we had the Lowdown Rats are Goblins. And then the Nurgle Rotters where we, we made up our insane Nurgle Rotter rules. But um, I took the Dwarf Giants as one of my first teams because I just thought they looked cool from all the artwork and everything. Back when it was you, Robert, and Gary? It was me, Robert, and Gary. The Dwarf Giants were my main first team. Uh, Robert took the Reekland Reavers, and Gary took the uh, Chaos All-Stars. Um, we got the Star Player book, and of course they had their own Star Players and everything else. This is uh, some of the fluff from the handbook that came with 2nd Edition. Uh, it talks about the conference. I already talked about that, the NFC. <clears throat> the divisions, the Northern Division, the team colors at this time were gray and dark blue. Uh, symbol was just a runic uh, giants on their helmets, just like the New York Giants had for years. Uh, the owner was Thorn Durns Gold the Third. Thorn Durns Gold the Third, which is a character we plucked out of fluff when we were going to do our BC BDCS, which is going to stand for Both Down Championship Series, and we changed it to the Black Bell Sanch <laughs> yeah. uh, Durns Gold uh, Championship Series. Which there were other happened. plans with him too, but. They have yet to be fulfilled. Right. Two years into the planning. Uh, head coach was uh, Gruden uh, Wolfric. Home stadium was the Three Tower Stadium in Calgarth. So like Calgarth. And what, what's that? So like Three Rivers and John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden was not. He was a young man at the time. So I don't think he was even <laughs> thought about by then. It even has the capacity of the stadium was uh, 59, uh, 59,400 people. And the players were uh, obviously dwarves. And the surface for the field was granite. Because this is when the big move to Astro Granite was a part of the game. Okay. And he had the Styro home fields. Um, let's see. The Giants are an old team with a very long and distinguished history. They were one of Rozelle's original Blood Bowl sects. Uh and they have been present for every major development in the game's history. In more recent times, thanks to the devotion of team owner and patron King Durinsgold, they have consolidated their talents, consolidated their talents, and relaunched themselves into a fully modernized, up-to-the-minute high-tech Blood Bowl game that's played today. This paid off almost immediately when they beat the Middenheim Marauders in a close-fought match. The Giants proved that they might. Well be the team with a long and ancient history, but can still slog it out with the best of them. And it goes through some uh, highlights of the Dwarf Giants. 2381, when they realize their religion is getting in the way of having a good time, the Illuminator Seers of the Sacred Orb of Nuffle changed their name and updated their rather uh, stuffy image and became the Dwarf Giants. So what was the original name? (laughs) The Illuminator Seers... Of the sacred orb of Nuffle. Okay. That's a mouthful. It is. And I don't... Oh, wait. Well, they, they were one of the first ones, though. Right. So, okay. Um, <laughs> changing it. Retiring Captain Varick, Varickson becomes head coach and sets about instituting a ruthless uh, retraining program. Let's see... Um, 2,400, after numerous moderate successes, the Dwarf Giants' good fortunes reach a peak when they end the season as NFC champions. However, a long and bloody underground war against the various inhuman orcs and goblin armies, led by, I guess this is Arvac Pintel, begins soon after the entire team are drafted. 
Um, when the war ends 36 years later, the team is all but forgotten. However, thanks to some serious determination from the coach, Krang, Karing, K-A-R-R-A-G, Karig. Sure. Uh, the team are soon ready for action against the winning NFC championships in 2024-38. And then it goes up to the current time, which is 24-88, which is when the time setting of when Blood Bowl 2nd Edition came out. Right. Which is, you know, 1988. 1988. Uh, in more modern times, the Giants have consolidated their skills with typical dwarf patience. Until they are one of the top teams in the NFC, they hold the record for winning the most NFC championships. And a few, and a few more besides. What? And a few more besides. That's what it says. Okay, that's yeah. not written. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> under the, <laughs> the I know that tuition feeling. of a youthful uh, young coach Wolfric, and the inspired, but some would say crazy, captaincy of uh, Grimwald Grimbreath, the Helm Smasher. The team are rarely setting new records for, fatality, for fatalities and touchdowns alike. And it goes on to, to team honors, like how many times they won the Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl 2, Blood Bowl 24, uh, Orchidus Team of the Year, which is also the Orchidus Spiky Cup, or the Spike Cup. Right. Uh, NFC Championship winners multiple years, and it talks about some uh, some Hall of Fame players. So, Brian 2, you're wrong. I'm completely fluffy. I'm copying the fluff right out of the book, buddy. Yeah. So what do you think about that? So you're not creative enough to come up with something <laughs> something of your own? <laughs> well, it, it wasn't something just lame like the Goga Blah 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 Gold Struck. Hey, I like the Goga Blah 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 Gold Struck. <laughs> In the second edition companion, they actually go into more details about the Dwarf Giants and actually has the full 16-man roster. That's where they changed the colors to blue and yellow. I believe so. I don't think it actually tells you their team colors in here. I tell you what, though. At the tournament, playing with my old second edition dwarves, mm-hmm. and I, I almost wondered at one point, you know how um, Brian Mitchell has cut off the heads of the second minis and put some different heads on there? Yeah. I was losing them on the field of vision the whole game, uh, every game. Because they were too small? I don't know if they were too small or if they had maybe too much yellow in them and they were blending in. I, I don't know. That. There's a lot of my team's painted yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. It's not really a. It's more of a greenish yellow than just a bright yellow. It used to be bright yellow, but there were so many times I'd look out on that field and go, "Did I pull everybody out of my bag and everything else?" And anyways, it was hard fought. Good, but um, oh, from the ca- campaign book, there's so many great names here, like Axe What's Breaker the Star Jones. Player book? Oh, I'm sorry, the Star Player book, the yellow book from Second Edition. Yeah. Grimwald Grimbreath, I remember him being a really good star player. Axebreaker Jones, probably if we played this correctly, he would have been awesome, but we didn't. <laughs> he was a lineman star player. And his son plays for my current Dwarf Giants team, Axebreaker Jones Jr. Oh, nice. Um, Haven't seen them in a long time. I know. It's been uh, nine seasons. Mm-hmm. And I always thought this was cool that they had this rookie named uh, Arthur uh, Tunnelflame in the star player book. And when we rolled up, everybody was a star player. He had plus two strength. And since he was a blocker, they gave him strength seven at the time. Yeah. And, like, he was amazing. And so, like, we always <laughs> talk about, like, he's a rookie sensation and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, 
you know how you see draft picks do the same thing right. in the NFL. So that was really cool. And then we relaunched the whole league after like, you know, a couple games and then we restarted <laughs> that, but kept the record. So sure. he didn't say the rookie sensation forever. Matter of fact, he ended up dying eventually, but good times. He's like the boss. So now that Brian too knows this and the world knows about the dwarf giants, we can all sleep better now. See, in the first season that we played, you took the Dwarf Giants as one of your teams. What was the other team? I took the Dwarf Giants, and I took the New Ketsa Saints. Okay, that's right. And it, it was odd to me that you would take the Dwarf Giants. Now, for you, where you played them before, it made sense. But to me, they were a team from the fluff, so it didn't make any sense for me to play one of those teams. Like, in my mind, when I came to it, the fluff was set. So at no point ever would I play the Dwarf Giants, the Reekland Reavers, the Chaos All-Stars, one of those teams. Right. You know, I, I could see Arctic Crag Spiders or one of these lesser teams that are just kind of mentioned around. But those the appeal to me was to make my own teams and follow them along on their progress. Right. And I, and I definitely get that. Yeah. If I didn't play second edition the way we did, I'd probably be... Right. the same mentality. Um, but, yeah, I remember the first year of the season, uh, I was telling people that were struggling with team names. I was like, there's 40-plus names here. Just grab one. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people didn't want to do that. Like, they were no. like you. They wanted to make their own up. And I was like, it's not a big deal. This is what you're supposed to do. Okay, so how many teams did we have that first season? We had 12. And how many can you name? Um, almost all of them. Do it. Um, we had the Green Bay Packers that were spelled different. Yep. Dwarf Giants, uh, Middenheim Wolfpack, um, the, what was the goth girls called? Your other team. Uh, okay. New Kansas Saints, Campbell Claymores, Ganukenheim Giants, <clears throat> um, Skaven Blight Grays. Yep. Um, Toxic Goddesses. There you go. It's eight. Uh, Athlorn Avengers. Nine. Hold on. We can edit this, so give me a second. <laughs> no editing. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> Hold on. I got your two teams. Um, I got Sarge's two teams. Got Hooper's one team. Got James's one team. Oh, um. We had the Nagareth Nightmares. So at least two teams left. Uh, Orkland Raiders. Jimmy Christmas. Did we have the Orkland Raiders? Yeah, Gary played that one season. Oh, okay. And James had another team. Uh, what was it called? Do you remember it? Not a clue. <laughs> no. Um, this is totally just a screw with you. I don't have a clue. <laughs> this is driving me crazy. If you at home know, please write in and let us know. And if you do, how? How, how do you know that? It's one other team. I, I can't. I cannot remember it. Well, if you'd like to know, I'm sure it's going to bug well, Scott. Was it, was it one? Did James take two teams at the time? I couldn't tell you. Oh, it was the Tabasco Hellcats. 
Booyah! No. It was an Amazon team. That was James. Yeah, it was. Dang it. Booyah! I was thinking they took over when the Toxic Goddesses quit. But that was... Alan took over the Hellcats. No, Brian Hill took over. Brian Hill did. Mm -hmm. In the second season. Uh, Okay, so... So I did remember all. Good That's, on you. I I could not remember other seasons. So don't see. Do and I had Tabasco Hellcats in my head, but I thought that was second season. So no. Okay. That was our first season teams. Wow. Good stuff. So I think it's pretty much it on the Dwarf Triants then. Oh, I could read endless little blurbs and this and that, but I mean, if people want to hear more, they can let us. <laughs> <laughs> don't take our word for it. No, read I the mean, book. No, it's not no, necessarily it's that. I mean. It, no, Reading Rainbow, remember? Oh. And that's my review of the Star Player Handbook. But don't take my word for it. I didn't. Read ever, the I've, book. I've never seen an episode of Reading Rainbow. It's a good show. Never. Good show. In in our league, the Dwarf Giants were the first one to uh, win their division. Yeah. They had like week 13. Oh, I thought you meant the new one. No, I'm talking you about... You won the championship with them. Back in second edition when we yeah. played... Week 13, I, I clinched my division. I was so happy. When Scott decides to introduce Blood Bowl to all of his friends, he, of course, takes the most overpowered team <laughs> and right. everybody else doesn't know what they're doing. Right. And then wins the championship. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, congrats on that. Well, let's just not count the first couple seasons then, since everybody was just getting the their first feet season. <laughs> first season only. Somebody's bitter. No. Just, you know, if you had to cheat to get your way, that's fine. I didn't cheat to get anything. That's fine. Whatever. Okay, we'll be back with... You took Norse, so don't complain. And I got screwed out of the playoffs by freaking wizards in the crowd of the <laughs> the Skaven game. Somebody's better. I should have beat the Skaven, no problem. They had wizards out the ass. There were three blitzes, there was riots. It, it was insane. Okay, we'll be back. Okay, everybody, and now it's time for shout-outs, and Scott's not going to do that stupid thing anymore, so let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some shout-outs. Sweet. Um, shout-outs! God damn it. Okay. Um, shout-outs! Okay, that's good enough. Who we got? Go ahead. Everybody up at the tournament. Shout-outs! Derek, Duder. Shout-outs! Chance. So what you Paul, started? Drew. What? Did you break the mic? No. Oh, too bad. Dude, I rock the mic. I don't <laughs> break the mic. Uh, you're a Bremolo. No, I'm not a Bremolo. So a big shout-out to Sir Mix-a-Lot for making the trip go by. A big shout-out to Sir Mix-a-Lot, to the guys at Backspin XM Radio, <laughs> uh, to John Cena. Yes. <laughs> um, who else entertained us on that trip? Uh, the turkey that on the way back we saw dead. Yeah, it might have been the same one. Hopefully not. Um, actually, I got a few people here. I want to thank uh, Brian Mitchell, Jason Casebolt for uh, conversing with me over some dwarf gaming theory. And surely if you guys would have ran the team, you would have had a much better result than me. Oh, but and thank you. Speaking but, of Casebolt, okay. um, the bacon-wrapped skulls and ones, they talked about his tournament that's coming up. And they talked about how we sponsored it, and they've got a Blood Bowl. We're both down Championship Bowl and the Delzine Bowl. and Of course. 
We're so cool that we rub off on all the cool kids. I know. And Jason Casebolt's a cool kid running the Golden Tentacle. We sent him stuff to give away. I know. When is that? I don't have that date down. Me neither. <laughs> Go on the NAF. Uh, listen I, I to will, Bacon Wrap Skulls and Ones. For... I, will, I will place a link in our on our website. Okay. So if you go to our website, click on the latest episode, there'll be a link in there for the Golden Tentacle Tournament. As This is the third year for this? Yeah. I want to say it's June 20th. I'm probably 100% wrong. But Jason's a really cool guy. He has tons of fluff uh, built around the tournament. He, like I said. Like, cool dice. Um both down bowls. I mean, exactly. I mean, how cool is that? Although I think that's for like last place, according to yeah. But still, yeah, better than the other people's. Yeah, there's no Slurpee bowl. <laughs> there's no three die bra bowl. Right. There's no bacon bowl. There's mm, no bacon pitching. No, there's no pitch invasion at all. Come back, pitch invasion. <laughs> come back. <laughs> and Oklahoma cast and Some tackle zone. Well, Tackle Zone's never coming back. <laughs> All right. Um, also, Jim Luft, who is uh, maybe working on a super secret kind of side project with Steve. Yep. So we'd like to give him a shout out. As always. Uh, Ash Vontae. And who, what, what else does he do? Who, Jim Luft? Yeah. Bloodbowlblog.com. He runs tournaments on Fridays, which I think is a grave mistake, <laughs> but he proved me wrong by having a bunch of people there. Sure did. Um, but also Bloodbowlblog.com. Right. Triple B or whatever yep. it's called. And he's kind of friends with Lord Borak. Yeah, something like that. Lord Borak's kind of a douche. So, uh, Ashvante, who uh, sent in the great letter about Crunch. He, he was, actually had the balls, <clears throat> the balls, to call us out on our fluff. He did. And he's yeah. probably right. He is probably right. And, and Ash, I'm going to try to get Steve, which he doesn't know. I'm going to try to get him to replay some of those crunch games. Or maybe Alan. I was going to say, Ash, I now hate you. <laughs> and uh, we'll do it with the fluff that you've added. Uh, Ash mentioned that we talked about how the, what is it, the human dwarf team dominates the elf orc team. Yeah. And he said, well, we were playing it wrong. He was saying that the bright crusaders, which the team was built around, would never foul. And in, in Crunch, you would obviously foul to get removed pieces off the board really easy. Yeah. He said if we did not play that way, the game would be a much tighter game and much more interesting. So, And it very well might be because I don't, I don't remember the game. Though. It's the greatest point he's, that we've had on an email about fluff. Is yeah. like you guys did not play towards the fluff. And that's true. If, if that was taken into consideration with the rules, then he might be right. It could play completely different. So, I, yes, during the summer, now that we're, our league is over for a few months, I think we need to break out Crunch and endure <laughs> a, a game or two by trying to play with the fluff to see if it matters. The uh, the best fluff-related and the most painful email that we have gotten. <laughs> uh, Ash said he's also going to try to make it up to Chaos Cup. And he is like, if y'all go to Chaos Cup too, you know, you got to bring your, your Crunch game. It's like... Just Ash, see, I don't know if I have the time to waste. This so they that. released the information for Chaos Cup. Rules are up. Everything's up now. Right. So registration starts July first. July first. But they have a dedicated room for us on Friday night. Now, do you see that? I know, but I wanted to talk to Katie about that. Does that mean they don't want us downstairs, or does that mean we have two areas now to like hang out and play in? 
It's a good question. They probably the, don't want us downstairs. Because downstairs we could stay there until 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock playing yeah. games. And with this room, it's only 7 to midnight. Yeah, but still. It's a private area. And then after midnight, if you want to keep playing, just go downstairs. Maybe so. I was just curious. I, I think it's cool that we have the area, though. I honestly think it's probably a good thing for people. Because I know people like to get together and play games until 5 in the morning or whatever. But more power to you if you can do that. I cannot do that. Steve's got to go, you know, make him make little Steve happy and then get a nap. If Steve stays 100% not sick this time, Steve will be happy. What Big about S- little Steve? Little Steve will be happy, too. <laughs> um, so, yes, Chaos Cup information is up. Uh, start building your team. Looks like the rules, from what I've seen, does not change. I don't think so. One thing they did have in the rules packet, and I would like to point this out to everybody who runs tournaments. Traditionally, if you have first, second, third, and maybe somebody also wins another award, you pull that person aside, maybe talk to them. Right. Or you trickle down the awards, you know, share the wealth. Mm-hmm. They actually put in their rules uh, best defense for a person who does not get first, second, or third. Oh. So, therefore, nobody out of the crowd should go, what did the real guy get? Or whatever. Huh. You know? And for casualties, with, with 18 is so-and-so. And then nobody from the crowd should say, what's the real total? So, because they don't – if you get first, second, or third, you earn that no matter what other awards you get. You get first, second, or third, and then it trickles down from there. What if you got third with halflings? Well, that's not going to happen. So we no, don't what if you did? It. I don't know. You have to ask Katie. I guess you get third. Uh, according to the rules, you get third. You should get both. Regardless, I think that was a nice wording. If yes. you don't finish first, second, or third, and for like Oklahoma Bowl. I think we might adopt that, yeah. I might adopt that, yeah. That's that what, makes it a lot easier. That was going to be my point. And like I said, then you don't get anybody in the crowd yeah. wondering what's, what's the true guy with And really, touchdowns. you should never want most touchdowns over third place or something. Right. If you get first, second, or third, you take that. Definitely not a Chaos Cup. No. Dude. If I got third of a Chaos Cup, little Steve would be covered in brown stuff. (laughs) Oh, that means... (laughs) Whores. I go by whores. You go by whores. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it would be like brownie mix. Dude. Yeah, little Steve. Bake those brownies, fill it with some cream. There you go, buddy. Here you go, first and second. This is why Brian, too, does not listen to us with his son. This is why we don't listen to this. <laughs> Actually, I do listen to him. Next up, I'd like to thank Drew for running the three-die brawl almost by himself. He did have some a little bit of assistance from Tim Chance. Tim Lyons helped, and Chance and helped. I have yeah. them on the list, Sorry. too. Chance and Tim Lyons as well for running a smooth three-die brawl. It went very much on time. Yes. Um, that was nice. I'd also give a shout-out to all the Iowa players because... I finished every game. I sure did. The one game I thought I might not, we had two riots that put the clock forward. But even then, we finished in plenty of time. So those guys... and It was I, nice. I only played Iowa people. So they played pr- fairly quick. I think I did too. Because when we try to run a two-hour strict game limit down here, it's a lot usually of talking and BS. Two, two hours and 15 minutes or so. And some games still don't finish. But right. every game that I know have finished... And like I said, ran on time. We got out on plenty of time to go eat. Yeah. Everything ran good. So hats off to those guys. And Drew for letting us stay at your place. Oh, yeah. Big and shout not out ruining for... it too much. Yeah. I mean, Steve messed around with some stuff, but... You won't know. I took a whole bunch of William Shatner books. 
<laughs> Tech well, war. Once I read them, I'll give them back, Drew. So he's kept them. He's going to keep them forever. Um, uh, final shout out to, at least according to my list, there's actually a couple, uh, Jonathan Mary, who sent us the rules that we talked about last podcast. Mm-hmm. I got to look over your fluff rules with the stadiums, the, really cool. the, the home weather charts and all that stuff. Uh, really it's a lot of stuff awesome. I wanted to impl- implement actually. We might just have to have a both down podcast where we just talk about your fluff for your league because it's very interesting. Uh, hats off to you and the creativity of all that, um, I kind of print it off and look at it even further. So, all right. Uh, thanks for that. And then, uh, final shout out just to all the guys: Derek, Josh, Derek Tindall, Brian, to Wes, all those guys we met at Three Die Brawl, and uh, Duder for uh, giving us an extra model to help with our legacy team. Oh, and shout out to that turtle. Which turtle? There's a turtle in the store. Oh yeah, the turtle in the store. I didn't get his name. I was hoping there'd be a frog there to really kind of like mess you up. That would have freaked you out, wouldn't it? A if they let that frog free... Would you I, have been okay if it, that frog was in the cage? In the thing, yes. Okay. If it was out loose, I would not be in the store. <laughs> when I first saw that turtle in that big aquarium, I was just like, please let there be a frog in there just to kind of creep Steve out just a little bit. And uh, as long as it's contained, I'm good. <laughs> Is they're like, hey, have you seen this? <laughs> Tables would be overturned. The door would be broken. It'd be like a cartoon where your little your outline of your body is out. That's what we'd want to see, but really just be shards of glass sticking out of me. <laughs> you just really. <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, a final reminder to everybody who is part of the Scars series down in our direction of the United States of America. If you have uh, volunteered to paint a figure for the Legacy team, please get on that so we can get those ready. And I know it's still four or five months away, but it's going to happen sooner than you think. We need to do that too. And um, that's the plan for this month. <clears throat> I'd like to have some more on display when we go to Emerald City Cup in the end of July. Yeah. And down to Diablo Bowl at the beginning of August. So if we can all get those painted to show off, maybe we can encourage a couple more people to join in on that. I think we only have, I think, eight volunteers right now. Worst case scenario, we all paint an extra miniature and have a full yeah. team. But we'll figure we'll, something we'll, out. I think more people volunteer as they we go on. It's But Duder's uh, set the bar high. So. Yes, he has. So thanks again for all that. Any other shout-outs for you? No. None whatsoever? Me. I'd like to shout-out John Homer, but I can't tell you why. Are you cheating on me? Maybe. Dude, that guy jogs. That's true. He has kids, so like he's not totally gay like you are. That's true. <laughs> shout-out to everybody who jogs. Shout-outs to guys who jog with beards. Jog with beards? Who yeah. jog, guys with beards who jog. Um, oh, there's a totally different there thing. There is. Guys with beards who jog is way totally different than guys who jog with beards. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Okay. And we'll leave you on that quizological <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next time. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down, 
You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Now I'm your big long dropper, mud duck stopper, fila on the bottom and Adidas on the topper. Transform scratching, big beat matching, I can tell you getting jealous by the looks I'm catching. I hate dumb skeezers, MC beater, drop five grand on my bird white meter. Smooth like ice, don't get nice, just turn up the box for the mix till I slice the Biscuits free today. Mud duck.